Lizzie, as you know, uh, uh, Perrin helps me with the newsletter. She proofs it, and uh, I appreciate that very much. She does some, she also puts the uh, puzzle in there. And uh, so I appreciate her help very much. Um, and uh, Bobby Gurgin also helped me before that. So I, I appreciate these uh, sisters helping out with the newsletter. Uh, she sent the newsletter back to me and, and said there's a little more space. Maybe we could put something in there about Thanksgiving. And I said that was a good idea. And so I started looking for quotes. You know, I just needed a little space filler. And uh, about uh, looked for quotes on the, new, on the uh, Internet about Thanksgiving. And I read quite a few. And, uh, you know, some were funny and some were, you know, very thoughtful. But I got to thinking, you know, the Christian needs to be thankful every day. Not just on the holiday. And we have a lot to be thankful for, uh, you know. And so uh, I, uh, I thought a lesson about uh, being thankful would be fitting. And I, I found this uh, outline on the, on the Internet, and I think it really, could really be helpful to us because we do have a lot to be thankful for. And, and we are more thankful to God, of course, than, than people who do not have faith. But sometimes uh, we just forget to express our thankfulness. And so we want to talk about this morning barriers to, thankful, uh, to thanksgiving. The scriptures, of course, tell us to be thankful. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Ephesians 5 and 20 says, Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hebrews 13 and 15 Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. There was, a, uh, there was four young college boys uh, sharing an apartment, and, um, of course, they shared the expenses, and they were working part-time, so they needed, they needed to share that, uh, that expense. And, of course, they shared their meals, and they took turns fixing the dinner meal. And as uh, usual, you know, with uh, young men, the meals were very plain. And, uh, uh, and, but uh, Joe would always say, no matter what, that was a mighty fine dinner, no matter who fixed it. And one day it was uh, particularly bad, and uh, he still said that was a mighty fine dinner. And someone asked him, why do you always say that? This food is probably hardly fit for consumption. And he said that when he was young, his mother always fixed the dinner, and she would spend all afternoon fixing it because there was 11 kids. And he said one day they came to the dinner after she called them, and there was just straw on all of the plates. And his father says, what is this straw doing on my plate? And she said, that's the first time you've ever said anything about my dinner. So, you know, uh, this was in Dear Abby, by the way, uh, Sometimes we just forget to say thanks and take things for granted. Uh, you know, uh, this, is one of the, uh, this is one of the barriers to, thanks, to uh, thanksgiving, and that's thoughtfulness. It's interesting that the word think and thank are from the same root English word. <clears throat> We're often, we often fail to be grateful and express our thanks because we just don't think about it. We need to think about what God has done for us. We need to think about his love and, and the great sacrifice that he's made for us. 
The Psalms uh, express a lot of uh, a thanksgiving to God. <clears throat> Psalms 30, David writes there about uh, at the time of his, uh, uh, of the, uh, uh, oh, the, the uh, at the time of uh, the, de the dedication of his, of his house. I'd like to read all of the 30th Psalm. I will extol you, O Lord, for you have lifted me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried out to you and you healed me. O Lord, you brought my soul up from the grave. You have kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. Sing praise to the Lord, you saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Now in my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. Lord, by your favor, you have made my mountain stand strong. You hid your, you hid your face, and I was troubled. I cried out to you, O Lord, and to the Lord I made supplication. What profit is there in my blood when I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it declare your name? Hear, O Lord, and have mercy on me. Lord, be my helper. You have turned from me, for me my mourning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness to the end that my glory may, be, may sing praise to you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. In Psalm 103 and the first five verses there. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. In 105 and 1 through 3. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him, sing praise to him, talk of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name, let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. In 106, praise the Lord, oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Who can utter the mighty acts of the Lord? Who can declare all his praise? Blessed are those who keep justice and he who does righteousness in, at all times. David here writes about, his, about praise to God when he, he was at the height uh, of, his, uh, of his rule. And he was very well blessed then. But David had hard times too. And David blessed the Lord even during his hard times. I like the uh, uh, account of Jonah, who in the belly of the whale gives praise and thanks to God. Jonah 2 and 7 says, When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. And my prayer went up to you, into your holy temple. Those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy. But I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. Isn't it something when we can remember to praise God when we're troubled? 
You know, we, are, we often uh, pray our most earnest prayers when we have the most trouble. And, uh, but oftentimes it's for help because we're, we're needing help, but we need to remember to thank God at those times too. Sometimes when we're doing well, it's easy to forget and just take our blessings for granted. But we need to thank God always uh, when in the good times and the bad. Um, what are we blessed with? You know, we're, we're blessed by God by the day. We bless because we have another day to live. We know that God created the heavens and the earth, and, the, and Peter says that same word keeps it in store today. So it is because God willed it that we have another day and that we have this hour and moment. So uh, we can thank God for that, just having another day of life. And, and we do. Uh, think about those who do not believe and they, they, they don't give God thanks. Uh, they believe the, the world created itself or that it was just created by an accident. Uh, but we need to thank God because we recognize him as the creator and the sustainer of life as we know it. We have our Bibles. We have our song books. We have this building. Uh, we have uh, song leaders and teachers and uh, we have fellow church members, we have, a, 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 uh, we have peace and strength in this congregation, and all of these things. Uh, I'm also thankful that the, the, uh, the prayer leaders are, often, are, are very diligent and faithful to mention these things uh, when they pray, uh, and, and they do very well here about that. And again, we need to think about God's forgiveness and his redemption. His mercy and his grace and how great uh, that is. And what a great uh, price he was willing to pay uh, for us. <clears throat> a uh, Dr. Paul Reese tells a true story about a man who, whose job it was to transport uh, mental patients who had been committed to a, a mental uh, hospital. And... Um, he was delivering one day a patient and dropped him off, and as he was walking back to his car, he heard somebody yell to him, hey, fella. And uh, he turned around, and from one of the upper floor, floors, he says, are you talking to me? And he says, yeah, you. He says, have you ever thought to thank God that you have a healthy mind? And all his 15 years of delivering uh, unstable people and mentally ill people to this hospital he never thought to thank God that he had a healthy mind. So we just need to be thoughtful and think about the things we have to be thankful for. Faithlessness is a barrier to thankfulness. Uh, of course, our strong faith prompts us to be thankful and to give God thanks. People who refuse to believe can never really be thankful. In Romans, the first chapter, 20 and 21, it says, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. This is pretty interesting if you think about it. 
They knew God. Uh, it talks about the heavens, of course, declaring the glory of God. And, 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 and uh, uh, we can know God just through the creation. But they knew God. But they refused to, to, to glorify him or uh, give him thanks. Uh, Kaufman quotes uh, R.C. Bell and says, An expressive change of voice is noted in the last clause, where the active voice records the, neg the negative action of the Gentiles in refusing to glorify God or give thanks, but the passive voice was used in describing what happened afterwards. Their senseless hearts were darkened. They made the conscious uh, choice not to believe God. They, they knew God, it says. It's not that they, were, they lacked the information, because they knew God. But they chose not to give him thanks or not to glorify him. The Hebrews are a good example of this very same thing, too. In Hebrews, the fourth chapter, it talks about God's delivering of the children of Israel uh, to the promised land. And that they, through uh, a lack of faith, would not go in. And God promised they would not go in. And so he drove them, you know, for the, the, the wilderness years until all of that generation passed away, except for Joshua and Caleb. They were the only two of the 12 spies that, that were confident and had faith that they could go in and, and possess the land. But uh, the ten spies uh, uh, convinced the rest of the uh, uh, Israelites that they couldn't make it. They couldn't do it. And so God says in Hebrews, the fourth chapter, verse 11, Let us therefore be diligent to enter the rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience, the, the New King James says, or unbelief, the King James says. Listen to the definition of this word, disobedience. It means disobedient, disobedience, unwillingness to be persuaded, willful unbelief, obstinance. They would not believe. Joshua and Caleb believed, but the rest of them would not believe. You know, how could they not believe? They had just been delivered from Egypt and saw all the mighty works of God, saw God part the sea, and they walked across on, on dry ground, how could they not believe? They willfully refused to believe. They chose to not believe. And that's the way people will do. And people that won't believe cannot be thankful. Joshua believed, and he led the people into Israel, and the Hebrews 11 and 30 says, By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. Joshua believed, and he led the people by that faith. We know that all gifts come from God. James 1 and 17, Every good gift, every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness or shadow of turning. We, we recognize that everything comes from God. And we give God praise and thanks because of that faith in him. <clears throat> Discontentment is another barrier to being thankful. 
Philippians 4 and 11. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere in, and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Paul, is a, it's remarkable uh, that Paul would say that, uh, that he could say that. You know, reading about his travels and about all of all that he endured and uh, and uh, suffered through, um, it's amazing that he could be content no matter what came his way. But we need to learn to be content that way too. First Timothy six and six. Now, godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world, and is certain we can carry nothing out. I'd like to read a little quote from uh, Barnes uh, on this verse, Philippians uh, 4 and 11. A contented mind is an invaluable blessing and is one of the fruits of religion in the soul. It arises from the belief that God is right in all his ways. Why should we be impatient, restless, discontented? What evil will it remedy by it? What want supplied, what calamity removed? So, you know, our trust in God and our faith in God really can make us content because we know that we can do all things, as Paul said, through Christ who strengthens us. Proverbs 15 and 15, he that is of a merry heart hath a continual feast. Consider this, this is an interesting fact uh, about the pilgrims, and uh, they, were, they were grateful. Um, of the 102 that were on the Mayflower, only 46, uh, uh, that is 46, died the first year. Only three couples of all of those escaped the death of one of their partners. They had only a few personal possessions and lived in crude uh, log huts. After those first few hard years, uh, they had a custom that at their Thanksgiving dinner, there would be five kernels of corn on each plate, and they would have to think of five things to be thankful for. And that grew from the uh, allotment or the, um, well, their allotment each day of, of corn was five kernels through the first year. And so that reminded them of the hardship, but it also prompted them to be thankful for what they have now. Selfishness. Those who are selfish cannot be, um, uh, have a hard time giving thanks. <clears throat> Matthew 18 and, um, and 23. 23 through 25, 35. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold and his wife and children and all that they had and that payment be made. 
The servant therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him, and forgave him the debt. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what he had done, they were very grieved and came and told his master, uh, uh, their master all that had been done. Then his master, and he, uh, after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due him. So my heavenly Father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. <clears throat> you know, this, uh, this servant owed, uh, uh, owed his master a huge sum. It uh, totals about $16 million, and in that day, uh, it would have taken 150,000 years at their wages uh, to pay that back. So it was a huge debt that his master forgave him, yet he wouldn't forgive his fellow servant that tiny debt that was owed him. That debt, he would have, uh, a, a denarii was a day's wages, so it would have taken him 100 days to work that debt off. So, you know, uh, and he says, just so it is, uh, so your heavenly Father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. You know, if we could, for, if we could compare the debt that God forgives us through Christ uh, with what someone might transgress against us, it would be a tiny thing. So we need to be forgiving and willing to, to forgive uh, uh, those who trespass against us, just as God, for Christ's sake, forgives us. <clears throat> Paul says that great thanksgiving is given to God through our generosity. Uh, you know, uh, he talked to the Corinthians and how that they, in 2 Corinthians, the ninth chapter, he tells them how they should give. And uh, to give generously because God will bless them so that they can give the more. And then he says in verse 10, Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruit of your righteousness. While you are enriched in everything for all liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us to God for the administration of this servant's not only supplies the needs of the saints, but also is abounding through many thanksgivings to God. He's saying that, the, that thanksgiving to God is compounded by their generosity and their giving. Because it not only is a, is a sign of, of their thanksgiving and their trust in God by giving so generously, but their gift also causes many to give thanksgiving to God. Selfishness looks to self and says, I and myself, you know, why should I be thankful? I earned it or I deserve what I've received. 
Or why help others? They haven't helped me. We need to not be selfish. Love is not selfish. Love thinks of others. And uh, we need to think of others and not of ourselves. <clears throat> Those uh, people who receive letters for, uh, to Santa Claus say that they receive thousands and thousands of letters requesting uh, uh, specific gifts, saying what they want uh, to receive for Christmas. But as far as they know, they say they only receive one letter of thanks to Santa. And I just mentioned that to say, to say this, that we're, we seem to be, uh, it seems to be in our nature from a very young age to be selfish. And uh, we need to not do that. We need to, to fight that barrier to thankfulness. Failure to be thankful comes from uh, neglect. In Luke 17, 11 through 19, talks about Jesus healing 10 lepers. Verses 11 through 19. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him 10 men who were lepers who stood far off. And they lifted up their voice and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he, he said to them, Go show yourselves to the priest. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God. And fell down on his face and at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, Where are the... Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise, go your way, your faith has made you well. You know, surely these men were thankful. Leprosy is a terrible disease and there was no cure in that day. And here they were cleansed of their leprosy. But they neglected to give thanks. Surely they were thankful, but they neglected to give thanks. Only this Samaritan went back and gave Jesus thanks for healing him. I guess that's a, an example of, uh, uh, of a real neglect. Just, just letting it pass when we should give thanks. Uh, we need to resolve uh, to be thankful people, and I think we are. I think we are, and, and it tells in our, in our public prayers, uh, and uh, uh, it's, it's telling in, in our faith. All of these things can be a, a barrier to our being thankful. We need to fight these barriers and, and take them down and be thankful people. Sorrowing hearts, sweeten your grief with gratitude. Burdened soul, lighten your burden by singing God praise. Disappointed one, dispel your heartache by making others grateful. Sick one, grow strong in your soul, thanking God that you are healthy and strong spiritually. We have a lot to be thankful for. We need to, we need to express that thanks and be diligent about it because God is certainly worthy of our thanks and praise for all he does.
We thank you for listening to our podcast put on by the Church of Christ at 2215 Plans Road in Bakersfield. If you would like any additional information or you would like to receive a free Bible correspondence course by mail, please email us at info at churchofchristbakersfield.com. Our service times are Sundays at 1030 a.m. and 5 p.m. and Wednesdays at 730 p.m. Please make plans to join us. We would love for you to be our honored guest.